Welcome to Pink Noise Posse. This is season two of Amplify Your Gold, and I'm your host, Very Sherry. I broadcast conversations with mindset shifters who are showing up in service of elevating our human potential. And today, like most days, I'm recording on board a floating home that I share with my partner in Seattle, Washington. And I would like to acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral lands of the Duwamish people past and present. Today, it's more real talk with intuitive coach Carrie Ockrey. I ran out of time last week to share all the relevant parts, so we're going to dive back in. I remember from our first episode together when we told a lot of your origin story to uh, becoming the killer journey buddy. And Mm -hmm. one of the moments that struck me so intensely was when you shared about being in a boardroom in a job and someone recognizes you, which happens often when you're the lead singer of two very well-known Pacific Northwest bands. Um, You shared that someone as they often have said, are you karaoke? And then there was almost this hiding that you described that you Mm -hmm. used to do and just sort of like, yep. mm, mm." And then you were like, Hey, wait a minute. Who here is opened for, you know, all these famous bands and have played to concerts of tens of thousands. And it's like, Oh yeah, me, I'm fucking (laughs) awesome. And I have a killer business brain and I'm kick-ass at this job. And I'm also that rock star. So yeah, I'm fucking karaoke. Like mm-hmm. here I am. Like that was such a powerful moment in our conversation where you shifted your mindset of how you saw yourself. And after that, it seemed like you, you couldn't be there anymore. Like, it's like you found your power. And when you owned it, it was like, and what am I doing here? Yeah. And I love that you just said, find your power. And power isn't a force, right? I think sometimes people, when I find my power, you're going to be arguing a lot or like battling against things. It's not, it's actually not about that at all. Um, Cause it's all an inside job. Like, you know, my shift in how I look at myself uh, and strive to be a hundred percent myself first regardless of what scenario I'm in is completely an inside job. You know, like, I mean, I do coaching and I'll do some contract work and, and, and I've gotten to the point and I'll, I'll say, this is another reason why I'm a killer journey buddy, because I've done a lot, all this work, like I've walked it and continued to walk it. And so most all the time when someone says something, I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, like been there. Um, and then I can share it back. But even now, like if I do some work, um, I've, I've noticed like I'm almost no holds bar about who I am. And, and that's that's work, right? Like just to get keep doing it and keep doing more of it. Like it's building a new muscle. But I had I recently had like sort of a, a well, a job interview with this whole group. And I knew a couple people knew who I was musically um, and what I was paying attention to was how I was feeling. How am I acting? Be yourself, you know, taking years to learn. What does that even mean in any and all the scenarios? And at the end, sort of around the end of the um, interview, they were like, well, why do you think we should hire you? And I was like, well, number one, I'm a rock star. 
Like that had never flown out of my mouth. Like, well, number one, I'm a rock star. Oh yeah. And I have like 18 years experience doing this other thing you want me to do too as well. But like, they, they all laughed. They were like, and they were my people. This is when I knew they were my people. Cause they were all like, mm-hmm. like then, and even when we're meetings, they're like, well, we only hire rock stars. <laughs> but before, if you'd asked me, if you had talked to me in 2011, 2013, oh, I wasn't there yet. I didn't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't know how to be that free. Um, you know, I just was in a different part of my road. Um, but now I feel like it's essential to do that for lots of reasons, right? One, I've worked hard for any and all the things I've ever done successfully, I'd like to say, you know, uh, and I've never been one to like say that out loud, but it feels more important to at least say that out loud to myself because the shrinking away not only is not good for me. People I know who know me, it's they're, they're confused. You know what I mean? It doesn't work for anyone to lessen yourself. There's that great Marianne Williamson quote who, you know, in her quote, she says something about like not lessening yourself so that somebody else can feel okay. You know, and a lot of that was, I think what I was doing, like let me just lessen the situation, not so that it's comfortable for me and you'll stop looking at me. And, but I also won't threaten you. That was in there as well. And that's just got to go. Hmm. There's this whole thread I pulled on recently around the worst thing in the world a girl could be growing up was labeled conceited. Right. Don't be a conceited bitch. And where's that line where we're allowed to think well of ourselves internally, but the, but the shame came if you spoke well of yourself. So how yeah. do we learn to think well of ourselves if we can't speak well for ourselves? When do we learn to cross over, you know, like where's the gates, you know, into adulthood that say, oh, you know, all that armor that you put on to belong and to fit in and to be liked and to make yourself be like everyone else, because apparently that's what had value. Now show yourself you're safe. Well, and imagine how hard that is when all your previous programming told you differently. So my hat's off to you. I mean, what, what exactly, other than your own courage, are you relying on? Because everything else before that was telling you to act different. You just happen to have like the brilliance to say like, wait, something's not working. I mean, that's like the first step. There's nothing in the programming before that told you that was a good idea, right? Oh no, I felt like a rebel growing up. I, I felt like the black sheep and mm -hmm. the odd man out, you know, in lots of situations at school. Mm -hmm junior high, elementary, high school, um, family of origin. It took a while. I mean, there's glimpses, you bet. Like I go back and I'm like, oh, that's where I stood my ground and I made that choice. That, that was me showing up. That was my real self showing up, showing up for me. Right. And, and not um, caring. I mean, yeah. I cared. I cared, but I needed to show up for myself. And I had yeah. enough examples of that, that I could gather and go, it's going to be okay. I love that you say that too. I needed to show up for myself because that's another thing that I think people should know is that moment, talk about midlife moment, like that moment's coming people. So you might be comfortable now, 
but beware because that's when it comes like the midlife at some point going, oops, something's not working anymore. I can feel it. Like it's a natural moment that happens on some level for people all the time. And it's what you do with it. You know, I'm like, get ready. Cause it's coming, you know, and it's a good thing. And it's a really good thing. You know, I only can speak to being a woman too. Like you're saying all the ways you're told to like shrink, be polite. You're too much. You're too loud. You're bossy you know, you're a bitch or, or who do you think you are? Like, I, I have all that in my background from family raising up through uh, music to little, you know, so you keep yourself safe by like not getting too big, right? Um, because we don't want to endure the meanies, you know, we don't want to endure the person calling us those names, you know, for, I mean, we, all the shirking away from being yourself doesn't serve you in the end and you know and it ends up in this moment like you just said where well now what like you know whatever you were doing this for doesn't exist anymore so shall we change (laughs) I would love to write like a tiny book on the damage that politeness does to women (laughs) and I don't mean I'm you know I don't mean like not being kind Um, I'm talking about specific scenarios that we could get in or that we don't realize based on being raised to be polite, you might allow something to happen on a spectrum that could be not true to you or harm you. Like I've made decisions that have pissed people off recently and or in the last couple of years. And my impetus right away was to explain or apologize. But what I was like saying no to something because I thought this person was abusive. Why am I, why am I trying to make him feel better? So I noticed, I noticed and didn't notice it. I had to have it pointed out to me. Like, no, why, why? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm doing that thing. Or um, when I make a statement or my opinion and then someone says well I think it's you know it's about this like (laughs) and I have to it's like oh this isn't a discussion I mean good on you for telling me how you feel but just you know this was I'm this isn't up for debate like my opinion and not you know like because some people will do that too it's a weird I don't even think people are thinking about it like a passive sort of oh yeah but I think it's this or you know don't you think it's like whatever I'm like oh I'm sorry I wasn't I just told you how I feel, which is not up for debate. You know, like I'm totally happy to hear how you feel. Um, But I feel like that's a situation too that can happen that we don't realize, but we will engage in back in a polite um, response. Like, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh yeah. And, And it's almost like an engagement of one that we don't need to do, but, uh, but could be like, oh yeah, but we're trying to make somebody else feel better or engage with them and make it smooth or, you know, commune and be like together on it. I'm like, well, why do you have to be together on it? You know, you don't, it's not a mean exchange, but you don't have to make someone else feel more comfortable or um, make it okay. It's because as if, we, as if something's wrong. Because we weren't taught that having a different opinion doesn't create disconnection. Right. The Disconnection. Practice, the, yeah. the practice, the practice of authentic relating changed my life. 
when I realized that I could be with someone in their own opinion and be curious about their own opinion and where it came from. And I could just go, Hey, great. Like I now know you better. I now know something about you that I didn't know before. And the thing that I'm practicing the most, and it's difficult in the situation of these interviews, what I'm (laughs) going to say next, Uh because the thing I'm practicing is listening to know the person, not listening for my turn to talk. Yes. Booyah. That's huge. And I bet your life is richer for it. I bet you have a little more calm and contentment because there is nothing for you to do other than listen and get to know that person. And I'm sure if you you had a question, you'd be like, oh, I got a question about that in the name of being interested or honest curiosity or whatever you feel like doing, you know, not a gateway for me to tell my story. Yes. Yes. I have to work at that. Uh, one, because I get really excited. <laughs> I get really excited. I get very, when I hear someone say something I can relate to, I'm just excited. Um, so I so I will sometimes be like, oh my God, me too. This happened to me. Da, da, da. And it's not me wanting to just me, me, me. It's I'm so excited we've had the same experience. Um, I think what I makes th- this better is when you can recap the essence of the other person's story first. Sure. Be with them. So they feel heard like, Oh, it sounds like what really matters to you, Carrie is to show up in connection with another person and share the part of you that is relating to the part of them. You know, like, like if we pause to honor what we just heard, Mm -hmm. it's, that's, that's what I'm getting out of authentic relating practice is to, is to pause and breathe. So the other person feels heard before you share your part. And I bet you're getting way more flavor out of everything. Like just participating, like you're saying, I bet, like I said, you're feeling like you're having richer exchanges your, you can see and feel more richness around what you're doing. And the reason why I say this is I feel like when we're going so fast and talking, 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 we're way up here, which is very like not grounded, right? That we're doing all the things, right? Not grounded, which can feel really uncomfortable when you really yearn to be grounded, but it requires like what you're talking about, like stop stillness, listen, inquire. It also makes for killer relationships, right? If you want rich relationships, actually be interested in that person or whomever you're actually interested in. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to remember that. I know that there's, that there's one piece that um, I want to capture because it's so fresh and it's a piggyback onto the part of our conversation where you were offering yourself some pride. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done some hard work and I deserve to be proud of myself. And we were talking about being in your power, not as a threatening or intimidating force, but internal. There's so Um, much to celebrate in that. 
so much to celebrate in that. I am so proud of myself. Like, and you know, I'm in my fifties. So on the timeline, you know, it behooves me to look back and go, how are you feeling about your life? Right. And so it feels good to be proud, you know, look back at your accomplishments and the things you've done and, and be like, Oh, I did a good job. I did a really good job in there. I mean, I have regrets like everybody else. Um, uh, but living in those regrets doesn't help anybody. Self-forgiveness is the prize, but, um, I'm a lot more cocky about the, I mean, I guess for lack of a better word, like I'm a lot, a lot more out loud of like, this is who I am. And this is what I've done. I'm, I'm going to catch you right there because I'm laughing to myself about our, our vernacular. It's cop being cocky, right? Like, right. Like who, who has a cock? Mm-hmm. People born with, born with yonis don't have cocks. Yeah. Right. So um, isn't it interesting that the that the vernacular even supports it? And if you were to behave in some way that would suggest weakness or softness or sensitivity or emotions, what mm-hmm. might you be called? You, you <laughs> might be called a pussy, huh? Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Right. So here oh, we got yeah, pussies and we got being cocky. And mm-hmm. I find that fascinating. I love it. No, you're totally right. And even when I said cocky, I could feel that twinge of you're getting out of line. Like, how dare you say you're cocky? Like, even that was like, I can feel it in my mind going, oh, someone's going to call you a bitch because you were cocky. Like, it's in there and it's in there for everybody even the strongest person like oh it's in there like when you when it's programmed into you um it resides kind of in a sneaky way you know just when you think you got it you're like so that's why it takes practice too um almost really bold practice and knowing that it's but you have to really take that back for yourself like in the last couple years have been the years where i'm like i'm gonna make a decision and i don't have to tell you why god forbid right? I don't have to explain. I don't need your approval. I don't have to prove. Ain't that the truth? I just love the way this girl preaches. Oh. And it's never been more true than when she is singing. So I just went through her discology and picked out a song called Courage from a 2007 album called Last the Evening. And I'm going to rock you out to it here while I close off and tell you that next week, stick around for Karenna Nekirchner. We're going to talk about regenerating images and memory and the transformative power of that practice. Until then, keep mining and shining that gold, baby. I know that you and I could wander off away to a place where only summer skies and ocean breezes sway. Well, the
Let them.